Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pit bulls, son? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm berry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You're a little over Cardi B. And you're repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> If you think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube, pick out the earth conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> if you're in a chasing dopey and you love South and the festival, check out the urban conservative. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yo, if you want to slap your boss <laughs> and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and warm, freshly made boysenberry syrup, then you'd love. <laughs> Yo, who came up with manwich and nachos, bro? Who did I don't know. That? I, I don't know. Yo, I don't even know what we were thinking. Yo, shouts out to Sydney, I man, Trek McKenzie, host of With All Due Respect podcast that you can only check out here on the Urban Conservative. I am your host, the Dual Ali. That guy over there is my twin brother, Raheem Architect Soto. As always, jump in the comments. Let us know where you call, uh, where you're watching the show from right now. You're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Facebook. However, you can go to tuconservative.com. That is right, tuconservative.com. Sign up, get yourself a membership. It's only 10 bucks for the year. You get a wonderfully curated international news feed. You get access to the blog and the members area. You don't have to worry about people censoring what you wanna say over at tuconservative.com. Um, and, and on top of that, you're gonna get the heads up when we have special events going on in an area near you. So you definitely want to get on over to tuconservative.com and check that out. Couple of quick things, Rob, before I hand it over to you. Big shouts out to the Triangle Republican Women, the Durham, uh, Orange, and Wake County GOPs. They have a series of movie nights coming up. Um, the 19th, if you are in the Triangle area of North Carolina, please 
Go look up the Triangle Republican Women's Movie Night. They will be showing the Brother Larry Elder's film, Uncle Tom. If you miss it on the 19th, then shout out to Emmanuel Jarvis, chairman of the Durham GOP. You can get yourself over to Durham GOP headquarters on the 23rd and go check out the Larry Elder film, Uncle Tom. Spend some time with conservative Republicans. Get out, kick it, enjoy, you know, have some camaraderie. And the cool thing about this event especially the one in Durham, is they want you to bring people who never know, never hung out with conservatives, don't know what conservatives are right. about. You know, bring some people out. So shout out to the Triangle Republican Women and the Durham GOP. Uh, I will be on the 23rd with the Mecklenburg County Young Republican Club. Myself, Pierre from Blexit, and uh, Sonia Nichols will be kicking it with the MechYR. So stay tuned for more information about that. Um, Rob, what you got, man, before we jump into okay, the show, quick. bro? Uh, before we talk about defend or uh, defund the police, just something I found interesting during the whole Black History Month. This will take no more than 45 seconds. Um, there's a gentleman, if you look him up, by the name of Robert B. Elliott. All right? All right. He was, uh, uh, he arrived, listen to that term, arrived in, in South Carolina in 1867 at the age of 25 where he established a law practice so when you read the wikipedia right it's going to say elliot helped organize the local republican party and served in the state constitutional convention now most people don't know who this is and the thing that stuck out to me was that in the early, uh in the what is this mid 1800s late yeah mid 1800s our civic responsibility was intact, right? You had it, people that was coming and on behalf of this party, recognizing the benefits of the point of view of the party, getting involved in building the local party. So uh, you no longer live in obscurity, Mr. Robert Brown Elliott. You're the guy for Black Mr. History. Elliot, and I'm done. That's it. That's all I that's got. It. That's it. Little I got. nuggets. See, that's why you got to stay checking yeah. out the Urban Conservative. You'll always get these little nuggets. Never know when we're going to drop one of those little nuggets on you. But those ladies and gentlemen, cauliflower nuggets. Yeah, today is a great day here at the Urban Conservative. We've got some wonderful guests that we're going to be bringing on here today. And today's conversation is going to be around something that definitely impacts urban communities across the United States, across North and South Carolina, New York, New Jersey, wherever you're at. Um, if you have an urban area or if you have a community at all, a decent community at all, this issue of defunding or defending the police is something that's really important. So without further ado, wait, wait, I would before like you to, do that, what you got, that, what you got? I want to lay this, in, lay this at the outset that we, you and I, back the blue. We support oh. law enforcement. We appreciate law enforcement. And I want to make that clear. Oh, right? Yeah. Because uh, can you do your Bernie? I want to make it clear. Can you do the Bernie? Oh, Ali froze. You got a frozen Ali? All right, so listen, let's let's bring you guys on. We're going to leave his frozen bubble there, right? We're going to leave Ali's little frozen bubble. What's All going right. on? Where oh. they go? What's happening? Back to Blue NC is on the Urban Conservative. Folks, what's good? What's up, guys? Hey, how are you doing? How are you? All right, Chilling. so, Yo, Ron, let me help us out here. First of all, do us a favor, guys, for the people that are watching that may not know who you are, please take a second, introduce yourself, obviously, ladies first. 
Thank you. Uh, my name is Lindsay Lacazzi. I am the founder and CEO of Back the Blue NC. I am also former law enforcement myself. I served in Carroll County Sheriff's Office in Maryland as a sex crimes and child abuse detective before moving down here to North Carolina. Yeah, so she definitely had an issue with the slap your balls thing in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, I'm Anthony Lacazzi. I'm the co-founder of Back to Blue NC. I'm also Lindsay's husband. Um, and I just support her 100%. My name is Gotti Edelman. And uh, sitting behind the platinum B2B NC microphone, had to say that. I feel like Rush with that microphone now. <laughs> uh, former military, I'm the chairman in media relations for Back to Blue NC. All right. Well, listen, guys, we can't thank you enough for taking some time out to join us here on the Urban Conservative. So, um, Lindsay, I'm going to talk to you first since you've got the, the law enforcement background um, to frame this conversation around defending or defunding the police and why we wanted to bring you guys on to have this conversation. So if you can give us a little bit of backdrop uh, from where you sit about why you guys started back to Blue NC. Okay, yeah. So being former law enforcement myself, I came to see how the police were being treated, uh, especially this past summer, with the demonizing, the insults, the calls to defund the police. Suddenly the men and the women that were sworn to protect us were the enemies. And I didn't get it. My husband didn't get it. And I knew we weren't the only ones. Um, even though the media called for the abolishment and the defunding of the police, I knew that this wasn't the answer to, to change that maybe a lot of these people were calling for. Um, in fact, in order for us to improve police and community relations, it's important to fund the police that way they have the proper training yep. to be able to address the public Absolutely. and any concerns that they may have. Gotcha, so so Anthony, same thing from you. Sure. What's your motivation for, for uh, you know, starting back to Blue NC to give us your backdrop here, brother? Uh, well, I'm not law enforcement. Um, I'm just a technical guy. I, I, I work, uh, I do electrical work, but my wife being prior law enforcement, um, family in the military, I just support my wife 100%. I, I met her while she was in the academy, seeing what she had to do, um, all the hard work while she was out on the street, became detective. Um, you know, she put her, her blood, sweat and tears in it, and I support mm. her 100%. Uh, so when we seen last summer about uh, defunding the police and, you know, the rioting in downtown Raleigh, we would just watch the TV and we were disgusted by everything. It was like, this this can't be happening. You know, bricks being thrown at the police. Uh, you know, we have three kids. We take our, our kids downtown Raleigh and, and next thing you see is statues torn down, graffiti, windows broke. And. We're just like, this This isn't right, you know? And the media just talking about defunding the police. It's like, no, we, we want to be safe. Defunding isn't going to, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to be anarchy, lawlessness. Um, so Lindsay came up with Back to Blue NC on Facebook and it just took off. And um, I just support her with everything. We like to bounce a lot of ideas off each other, try to get the group growing. Um, but one of our main slogans is, defend the police which you'll see on all of our shirts that's how people know back to blue and see they see the back of our shirts defend the police yes sir so gaddy same thing from you real quick brother how'd you get involved with the back to blue nc movement here 
Well, I knew Lindsay prior to this. Uh, she and I were friends. We met shortly after Lindsay and Anthony, <clears throat> pardon me, had moved to North Carolina. Um, my background was, you know, having grown up and served in Israel and then serving in the U.S. Navy, my background actually was counterterrorism. So I'd done a lot of work with law enforcement, both on the federal as well as local side, mm. as well as with the military, training them and lecturing and teaching on counterterrorism. So Lindsay came to me uh, probably about a week before you started the Facebook page and said, you know, I have this idea. I want to start a, a group on Facebook. Will you help me out? So, you know, the initial plan of just starting a movement to show our men and women in law enforcement that we supported them has grown into what we are now. And, and it's amazing when you think about it, because we actually started this back on July 6th. So we're still rookies. I mean, we haven't been doing this even a year yet, and we've already grown massively. I mean, we have over 51,000 members on our Facebook page. We've raised tens of thousands of dollars, which we give to uh, families and children of the men and women in law enforcement who unfortunately uh, lay down their lives and, and you know lose their lives in the line of duty here in North Carolina. So we've grown tremendously in a very short amount of time. Fantastic. And one of the things I got to say is everywhere I go, it seems like I'm running into one of you three somewhere. <laughs> and that's and I'm a pretty busy guy. So I know you guys are like pounding the pavement everywhere you go in North Carolina from every coast. We see you guys out there doing your thing. Actually, Y'all just had a really dope event out in Concord, North Carolina. So, yep. Rob, what you got, bro? Okay, before y'all talk about that event, I'm just curious about something. Um, would you guys, and I don't want to turn this into a political thing, but I'm just curious. Are you guys, like, conservative-leaning? Like, what what is you guys' each political stance? And, I'm, and the reason I'm asking this question, right, is even when people say they're not really political, to be involved with defending the police, I always find that it's mostly conservatives on this side or people that lean right. So I'm just curious which yeah. way you guys kind of lean. Well, let me let me phrase, I'll let them all answer, but as, as the chairman and media relations, I have to do the legal part here. We, at five, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And in order to maintain our nonprofit 501c3 status, we have to remain nonpartisan as an organization. Got it. Now, as Lindsay and I and Anthony have stated at other events, um, most recently last week when we spoke at a GOP meeting in Franklin County, North Carolina, we explained, okay, we're a 501c3, but that doesn't mean that we individually are nonpartisan. So, you know, having gotten the legalese out of the way, you can go ahead and answer it now. Yeah, and I want to be clear that yeah. I'm asking in a personal capacity yeah. because I've been finding that the people that are pro-police defending and, and supporting the police have been more right-leaning. I'm not looking for I'm a hard Republican or whatever, but but I'm just curious. Yeah, you're, you're oh, 100% yeah, right. Yeah, the 90% or more is, is going to be right-leaning. Uh, there are Democrats that support the police. Uh, that's why when it comes to back to Blue NC, we are 100% nonpartisan. But personally, um, yeah, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm a registered we're, Republican. Yeah. yeah, all registered Republicans and consider ourselves conservative. Yep, I got family, Democrats, you know, up north, 
you know, that's fine. They're, they're pro-police 100%. Um, so like I said, back to Blue NC is, is nonpartisan, but, you know, I have I, my personal opinions. And I can tell you, you know, having been a moderator, unfortunately, <laughs> one of our biggest <laughs> problems on our Facebook page is moderating and, and being the administrator of that page along with these guys. I can tell you that probably, and it's a shot in the dark guess, but I'm guessing that 20% or more of our members are Democrats. And you have to remember that a lot of people in law enforcement, whether they are in law enforcement directly or have family who's in law enforcement, may not be Republicans or conservatives, but that doesn't mean they don't back the blue. So, you know, this is another reason we've had a lot of situations on our Facebook page where it does become very political very quickly for the very reasons that you just said, Raheem. Most people that back the blue are conservative, yeah. and right away you get into these arguments on the page, and we have to moderate that. So we do have a lot of Democrats or even independents that are members. I'm glad you said that, Ali, before you go, and, and I'm really glad you elaborated on that because I want the viewers to understand that when this video share that safety and law enforcement aren't partisans issues. We can be Republican, Democrat, independent, but agree that people should be able to travel safely in their neighborhoods and that people who need Absolutely. assistance should get it and et cetera. I, I'm really glad you elaborated on that. Go ahead, Ali. So, oh, go ahead, Lindsay. Did you have oh, a thought just, on that? Before uh, Raheem, Raheem jumped in, I was going to say that it's sad that it, this has become a political issue because yeah. this should just be a common sense issue. That is a certified fact. So you know, this is this is something that I say at every one of my lectures when I'm talking about terrorism, and I start every speech just about every speech the same way, where I talk about 9/11, and I say it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a conservative or a Republican, a liberal. It doesn't matter what your religion is or what your color is. On 9/11, we all bled the same. That's and right. it, you know, terrorism is something that everyone needs to concern themselves with. When it comes to backing the blue, it is the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. That's a certified fact. So listen, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, right around the 20-minute mark, you are checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Today's episode number seven, we are talking with the folks from Black to Blue NC. You can visit them online at backtobluenc.us. Also, if you have a chance, jump on over to tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership there. Um, as always, we appreciate the love and support. Yo, real real quick, one other yes, thing, sir. one other thing, one other thing. We are now on Apple Music and streaming everywhere else. So please, wherever you listen to your podcast, search for the Urban Conservative. Leave a little comment. Leave a little review for us. It really does go a long way. Do that with all of the alternative and conservative media outlets and organizations that have podcasts. Those reviews go a long way. So uh, I just wanted to make sure to mention that, Ali. Come on, let's go. Let's go. I want to uh, so talk now, about this defending uh, he, part. Here, here's the part of the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, where I kind of want to get into some of the meat and potatoes of what we wanted to talk about with you guys. And I'm going to share this with you real quick. Uh, this is being reported by Fox News. A Minneapolis resident uh, has made the following statement that the city council has blood on their hands for defunding the police. And I'm just going to give you a little backdrop on this story. Um, the Minneapolis resident and business owner said that these uh, city council members have blood on their hands due to the increases in crime after the city's police budget was cut in the wake of the George Floyd killing. 
They saw a whole different kind of opportunity, Jay Edinger said, of council members who called for defunding of the police following the protests. They saw an opportunity to take down a system, and they've got a lot of blood on their hands right now because of it. So as it stands right now, the city council um, there, to paraphrase the story, has wanted to re-increase funding for the police department there. About so, face. About face completely, <laughs> you know, about face and regroup here. But I'm curious, and, and Gaddy, I want to start with you on this. Um, is this, from what you see and what you guys have dealt with, I know you guys have helped a lot of law enforcement officers in the time you've been around. What has been your take from the law enforcement officers that you've talked to yourselves about how they feel about this defunding idea? Before we talk about the refunding, I want to get you guys' take on what you've heard from officers about the defunding itself. Well, I, th I think you'd be hard pressed to find so much as any officer anywhere in the United States who is pro defunding the police. Obviously, that would be like working yourself out of a job, um, you know, because they weren't just calling for defunding the police. They were that's what they used the term they're using. But they were talking about abolishing the police. And Minneapolis is a perfect example. It doesn't take somebody to be a rocket scientist to realize that if you cut the police on the street or you take away the things that they normally do in their policing on a daily basis, you're going to see a rise in crime. I mean, that's just common sense. And, and looking not only at the numbers of crime, you know, people have to realize that when you defund the police, the only people that's hurting are the law-abiding citizens in the hardest hits hardest hit areas of the United States that already have high crime rates. It's only going to get worse. And we've seen that in the murder rates go up. And unfortunately, what's worse is, is we've seen it in the amount of law enforcement officers that have been hurt and even worse, killed in the line of duty since this whole defund the police began, because it, it, it's like open target season now on ambushing cops. Right. Right. Lindsay, you have any input on that, on this, on what you guys have been hearing from law enforcement? Um, you know, what, what's been their take on this defunding movement? Well, I can bounce off of Gotti 100% of what he said, but when I speak to these officers personally, they seem absolutely exhausted uh, mentally and physically. They don't know what's around the corner any, anymore. They don't know if the next day is going to be peaceful or if there's going to be a riot in their streets and they're going to be attacked and they may not come home to their families. So there's a lot of high tensions right now. And fortunately, we do see a lot of gratitude from them for supporting them. Um, that's about it. But I think no matter what, they still put on their badge, their uniform every day, and they do their job to the best of their ability, no matter what the media and the people are saying about them. They're still there to protect us. Um, they're, they're doing a great thing and we support them 100%. Absolutely. right. you I, had a I question. Mean, I saw. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to something he said. He used the word abolish. And when, let me tell you, when, when I heard this last year, whatever this was, and they said, we want to abolish the, the police. I laughed. I laughed like I heard the best joke I've ever heard. <laughs> and I couldn't take it serious. Because I asked someone, I said, abolish, like, like get rid of slavery. Y'all want to get rid of all of, like, no cops nowhere, like abolish, like get rid of, like there is no more. 
And they were like, yeah, abolish. I said, I can't take y'all serious because it's only going to take, what, three and a half hours in the city like yours before one of you on city council get mugged with the crime statistics the way they are. Did this yeah. about 30 days. Y'all y'all will be yeah. turning this around. Took a little longer than that, right? But when he used the word abolish, Ali, I opted out. I was like, there's no way you could take these people serious. No, abolish. well, one of, one of the things I thought that was interesting, and, and you guys feel free to chime in on this, is I love the way that they packaged it. First, it was defund the police. Then it was reimagine the police. <laughs> it was a couple of fun adjectives. Yeah, reallocate the funds. Yeah. Reallocate and still taking away the money. So reallocate, right. $6 million off the NYPD budget. Look at what has happened to New York City. I, you know, that's not all because of de Blasio. That's because they're not allowed to police aggressively the way they used to. Yeah, that's my hometown. Yep. Right. Well, we were just talking about this. I couldn't believe that in 2021 there was a subway slasher. Like, you mean somebody just riding around, walking around the subway slashing people? And my brother's like, yeah, that's a thing. I'm like, where are the subway cops? Like, where, what subway cops? Where were the subway cops when you had this individual shoving people in front of the subway trains as they were coming to the platforms? Yeah, they used to have plainclothes officers riding mm -hmm. the subway. You know, and I, I'm pretty sure the Blasio put an end to that, to all the plainclothes, you know, officers. So, I mean, look at the crime rate. Yeah, and I'll right. tell you what's really sad, which you guys didn't touch on, but I'm sure you've heard about it in the news, is the amount of criminals that are being immediately released right back onto the street. There's no bail in New York City. It's right. ridiculous because now the cops are working twice as hard with less of the tools that they had because those particular departments have been defunded. And as soon as they do make a proper arrest, even for, for some cases, it's been murder. I mean, we're talking assault, felonious assault, assault with a deadly weapon, and no bail, they're immediately released. We had a, a show last year where we talked about uh, the, the guy in New York that was throwing bricks at people. Mm -hmm. And he had been arrested like 45 times. And because of it, the, they just kept letting him out. And he kept like, it's it's insane, this idea of bail reform. It's like, a, it's, it's insane. Well, and uh, again, not to get political with it, but that folks elections have consequences you know who you put into mm -hmm. your city council is going to make a decision about what happens to your police department and that's something folks have to consider um guys i want to as we kind of get on the tail end of things one of the things i want to really talk about here especially since you guys are in north carolina um there's a, a petition out right now in concord to have um a street renamed bruton smith boulevard renamed for officer shooping um, is that something you guys support i know i shared it in the group but is that something you guys support uh, and and you know can you guys get involved with initiatives like that to support officers Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the great thing about our Facebook group is it's a huge platform to reach thousands and thousands of people to help support this cause. Mm -hmm. uh, Adul, I saw you share the link. I personally shared it myself, shared it. <laughs> as well as some of our other members and moderators. So I'm hoping that it really picks up. Yeah, we made the news that uh, that it, it was in the news today, actually, that it's, it's over oh. the 5,000. It's like 5,600 signatures and probably more than that by now. So, um, you know, I, I just wanted to bring that up and thank you guys for your support. You know, Concord is going through a lot. Ron, what you got? I'm, I'm just curious, and it's just another question. So have you guys personally gotten any flack behind this, defend, uh, you know, defending 
the police and the back the blue and see movement has it have have you encountered a lot of resistance to this because i hear this from a lot of groups you know oh we're trying to be silenced and they're trying to cancel us and i'm you know and i've been whatever happens after that but have you guys experienced that in, in building this organization to to a certain extent i'll answer it this way our facebook page and and you know you have the facebook police and, yeah. and they actually call themselves that we receive notices lindsay and i as administrators of the page will receive a notice daily uh more than once a day where from facebook saying such and such a person's post was removed because it went against community standards but they never let us read the post we have no idea what they're pulling down or why um we're still up on twitter parlor is back up again and we do have a parlor account we are up on instagram and i think because we try and remain nonpartisan, it's kept us in the social media area away from some of that flack now as far as resistance we have at all our rallies uh had run-ins with antifa and blm but not just a little bit on twitter we had that one individual we won't mention his name we do have trolls right. you know in our in our membership i mean when you've got fifty-one thousand plus members you're gonna have people that sneak through the cracks that want to create problems but as soon as we see that happening we boot them so i, I asked that question ali because hopefully that will inspire people who want to start organiz organizations like this and who do want to come out and back the blue see it's not that bad you get a couple of trolls it's relative to the size of your group do the group support the police if you you don't have to hide that and i i've talked to several people who are probably watching this like wow that's it yeah it, it doesn't have to affect your life you don't have to like become this like hermit and miserable person and like angry because somebody trolls your group, you know, you have to kind of go into it expecting that. So I hopefully that'll inspire the people who are scared and worried about like, you know, oh, I'm going to get death threats because I have a back to blue group and it's, well, let me, let me, experiences that. Let me chime in real quick on what you just said, Rahim. And this is, I'm glad you brought this up because we are looking always for new people to help us. We are 100% nonprofit. And the only reason we're 100% nonprofit, and that means that every single penny raised, 100%, dollar for dollar, penny for penny, goes to backing the blue and helping law enforcement in North Carolina. Now, having said that, we do that because we're all volunteer, but we all have full-time jobs. We are, the only way we are going to grow, and we were having a meeting about this right before we came on the air, is to bring more people on board. So if there's anybody out there that is thinking of starting their own group, come and join us. <laughs> We've already got it going. So, you know, contact us through Facebook. You can contact us through Back to Blue NC, send us a message. If you are interested in even only giving a couple hours a week to helping our cause, please reach out to us. We have a great team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Melissa yes. and Teresa help us so much. Um, they're just a great part of Back to Blue and really, I really encourage that. And, and what you guys are saying makes perfect sense because it's like, why start? Why reinvent the wheel? They have exactly. an organization. And even if you want to start your own thing, that's fine. But come partner with them. Come volunteer. Come come learn and interact. And, exactly. and let's do what, unfortunately, I have to say it, with the left and what the, what the opposition to this is. They're coming together. They're supporting each other in whatever lunacy they come up with but they're united in their lunacy 
and we have to we have to kind of get united in our rationality. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So listen, Rob, real quick, one thing that's come up, I want to go over a couple of these. Gaddy had got a shout out earlier. Shouts out to Sister Jan on the check-in. Gaddy said, y'all been friends since May of 2011 on Facebook. Uh, shouts out to Thumper Daniels, Franklinton in the house. That's what's up. We got another comment hey, from Thumper. Sarah Hall. Uh, back to Blue NC, exclamation point. And this, I got to throw up there. Aunt Jeannie. Oh, Aunt Jeannie. We're not going to not shout out Aunt Jeannie. That's what's up. Yo, Aunt <laughs> Jeannie sounds like the aunt that can bake really good. I don't know why Aunt Jeannie sounds like the baking aunt. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Laura, checking in from NC. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Uh, we got another comment from Thumper Daniels. This is an interesting comment. It has taken a major toll on us. And so I've been working with our guys telling them to turn off the news, take a break from social media, and don't take it at all personally. I love seeing the Back to Blue NC group start. So shout out to Thumper Daniels. Thank you. Great Thank comment you. there. Absolutely. Uh, Maria, uh, Maria jo Marla Jones, our Vester, shouts out to more County, North Carolina's in the building. Uh, but this is amazing. Glad you're in the, on the check-in with us. Love you guys. Teresa Carver, Teresa. love my back admin team. So She's shouts out to the group. admin team. Teresa's part of our group. Yes. Uh. There you go. So look, ladies and gentlemen, at the half hour mark, you're checking us out on the Urban Conservative. You're watching on Facebook or YouTube. We are kicking it with Back to Blue NC. Um, real quick, guys, we want folks to know what you have coming up, how they can support you. So hey, Ryan's hey, gonna hey, put don't let them get away without the name game. Either. Oh, I got a couple before we go. But uh, real quick, give them the whole screen, Ross, so people can know how to support them, um, what they got coming up. Y'all, the screen is yours for the next few seconds. Tell the folks what you got going on and how they can support you directly. Okay, so the biggest thing right now is through our website. Um, mm -hmm. Check us out, backtobluenc.us. We are 501c3, so we do take tax-deductible donations. Go to our store. We also have a store with awesome shirts and hats like Abdul's wearing. Abdul had the hat, the nice hat, the shirt on. I'm wearing our classic shirt, new style hat. It's awesome. It's really nice. Challenge coins, patches. Bracelets. Great for yourself or a gift, but the big thing is that 100% of the proceeds do go right back right into back law, law enforcement. enforcement. Yes. Uh, right now with the COVID restrictions, it is hard to host events and rallies like we have been it's doing. It's impossible. It's pretty near <laughs> impossible. And that was our biggest fundraising uh, platform. So it's been really difficult for us. So if you could show us some love by going to the website, dropping a donation to PayPal or buying something from our store, it will help us raise funds for the officers that we're trying to help right now. Um, yeah, we lost three officers at the end of last year, and we are still raising money for their families. So, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's a dollar, and I know you hear that from other organizations, but if you give us a dollar, a dollar is going towards it. And it, it's really important because if every person within the sound of our voice right now gives a dollar or five dollars, that is a huge amount because we are not able to hold our rallies and events that we normally would. And it's just become, it's just stopped. I mean, the only way we're, we're getting donations is through the sales of our merchandise. So go and buy something or give us a donation, but please, any little bit you could do would help. So listen, and guys, I'm telling you, cause every time I see them, I buy a shirt. 
Every time I see them, <laughs> I get me a hat. I've got both Chad, the old and the new challenge coin. So when y'all come up with a new challenge coin, I got to get me one of them. Got but it. this is not bootleg stuff, guys. I just want to <laughs> share that, that this is very well made stuff. I mean, the T-shirt is re- – I've watched this two or three times, yeah, It looks so soft and it's yeah, stretching. It fits around the arm nice, you know? And, and I like the flag joint on that. So, you know. But look, ladies and gentlemen, please get over to backtobluenc.us. Hit the store up. Get you some merchandise. Drop them a donation. We're going to actually have them back on the show again. There's an actual screenshot. Uh, Rise on the website right now, ladies and gentlemen. So that is backtobluenc.us. Make sure you get over there. Tell them the Urban Conservatives sent you. Let them know you saw them here on our show so that they know that we support them here at the Urban Conservative as well. We're definitely looking forward to having you and the team back on. Um, Real quick, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, one thing I did want to say is really important, um, and this goes a long way. I do it when the opportunity presents. If you're ever in a store or, or you're in a gas station and you see an officer about to get a cup of coffee or something, get the coffee for him. Tell him don't worry about it. At least make the offer. You have no idea how far that goes with those guys. Just offer yep. him a cup of coffee or something like that, man. Um, yeah, and, and I'm so sure. Wait, 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 wait. So I thought I was weird for that. <laughs> like, I, I got looked at very oddly. Like the officer turned around and looked at me like he didn't understand what I said. I said, no, don't worry about it. Wait, he's, huh? It's like yeah, not, don't, not don't stuff. He's got like a sandwich. I'm like, just go ahead. I guarantee you that was the first time it happened to him. That's why I think so. Him. He was in yeah. a state of shock. Like, yep. and, and I mean, it was like a good nine bucks worth of stuff at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, coffee and the donut and the sandwich and like, let me get a coffee and a donut. What a shocker. So, I mean. He Ali is right. I'm glad you said that. That does go a long way. But listen, 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 listen. We have to do this before we go. Ali, names. All right. Names. I know. I, was you trying to opt out? No, no, no. I've got two, and it ain't names. It ain't names. So, but but I want to. Uh, there's a there's a, a rolling thing here on the Urban Conservative guys, and uh, you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. We're gonna give you a name. Or, or a subject or something, but you have to say the first thing that comes to All your right. mind. And uh, I got two, Ra. So I'm going to go ahead and get my two off. And I'm going to start with you, Lindsay. You ready? I'm going to what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following? You ready? Chips. You say chips? Yeah. Pringles? Okay, good. That's interesting. And same thing for you, Anthony. When I say chips, what do you think? I thought dip. Okay. Gaddy, when I say chips, what do you think? Nachos and the urban conservative. Nachos and the urban conservative. <laughs> you know what I thought? You know what? What? Like the beginning with your ad. I thought of Estrada. Oh, I can see it was a motorcycle. Yo, nobody said it. I was going to go. That's my time. Too young. Showing my age. She was too young. I was too, too old. Yeah. <laughs> that was the sweet spot. Is that showing my age? Is that what just happened? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, what else you got? All right. So uh, this guy is actually a law enforcement officer. You ready? He's a certified law enforcement officer. Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. That's right. He is. So first word that comes to your mind, Gaddy, when I say Steven Seagal. Fat. <laughs> what you got, Anthony? 
uh, like a karate kick to the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, Steven Seagal, what you got for me? Movies, because he makes me watch them. All right, there you go. Yo, we actually had, when we were in LaSalle School for Boys, we had a guy that was a Marine, and he would speak in Steven Seagal movie line like one-liners. Everything, he would just stop you in the middle of a hallway. Remember Mr. Woodley, Ra? I'm hard to kill because I'm out for justice. <laughs> like, he would just stop you and say all of the Steven Seagal like movie type. You're going to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So look, guys, ladies and gentlemen, we have been names. on the Urban Conservative. All right. No, we've been you've been on the Urban Conservative with Back to Blue NC. Again, please yes. jump over to their website, back to blue nc.us, jump in the store, make a donation. Our police officers could use all of the support. They are not just limited. I know it says NC, but we got viewers all over the country. So you don't have to be an NC to send them a donation. So please, ladies and gentlemen, sure. jump over to backtobluenc.us. Support the team at Back to Blue. We're definitely going to have you guys back on the show uh, very, very soon. Awesome. Again, thank you for coming. Ladies and gentlemen, get on over to TUC, uh, TUConservative.com. Check us out there. Make sure wherever you listen to podcasts, if that's Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, whatever it is, check for the Urban Conservative. Search us out, leave a comment, uh, leave a review. That helps us out. That goes a really long way. So, ladies and gentlemen, for my twin brother, Raheem Architect Soto, that guy over there, I am Abdul Ali. This has been Episode 7, Defend or Defund the Police, right here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Y'all, peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.